And in the middle of the night, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I just got woken up and it's like, get your journal. And I had no place to go because my one son was like in the family room area and another son was in another bedroom. And of course, my husband was in our bedroom. And so I went into the small, tiny bedroom uh, bathroom in the cruise ship and I was stacking up, you know, um, towels on the floor. And I was sitting there for hours, just writing and writing and writing. And so it was just a a deluge of information coming through. So yes, it's definitely channeled. (laughs) It's so crazy how like you can read a book that's so impactful and it can be one of your favorite books and to not know it was like written on a bathroom floor (laughs) at (laughs) 3am. I'm so excited to dive into all that you teach in the book and around quantum success and how living in awareness of this changes our lives, I think maybe it's probably best to first explain how powerful our emotions are when it comes to frequency. Um, How, like we always hear like emotions are energy in motion, uh, but I don't know that most of us know what exactly that means. So maybe you can explain that and then we can dive into more. Absolutely. So, you know, everything we know this now that everything in our physical universe is energy. And it's, you know, not so obvious. But when, when you look at something that's dense, like a computer or a desk or a chair, it looks and even us as as a human being, we look so solid. So how can it be energy? But when you look at even just quantum physics or modern science, crack open an atom, and there's energy in there, there's, there's open space. So everything creates and everything is created twice from energy. Mm-hmm. And so like when we are thinking of something, right, that thought underneath that thought, it forms like thought is a manifestation, it forms from energy. And so if we're in tune with a positive frequency of energy, then we're going to have positive thoughts. If we're t- in tune with more of a negative lower vibration of say fear or worry, then those thoughts are going to form from there. So everything is energy and all energy carries a vibration. I like to think of it as like a piano keyboard, right? You have your low notes, you have your high notes, you have everything in between. And every single one of those notes has a different frequency or a vibration. And so just like all of our emotions, you know, we have emotions that are like sadness and powerlessness all the way up to bliss and joy. And so each and every one of them have a very different type of frequency and vibration. So what's important to understand is that we are the one that generates those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So we are an energy receiver. We're picking up energy all day, every day, whether we're aware of it or not, we could be driving in the car. And I know everybody's experienced this, you could be feeling good. And then maybe someone is in a aggressive kind of state, and they cut you off. And then you feel like, you know, all of a sudden, you're angry, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, Hey, you know, so like, that's us picking up on energy. So we're energy receivers, we're energy containers. And then we're also transmitters. So we're transmitting energy all day, every day by our consciousness. So let's break that down. What's our consciousness? What we say, words have a certain vibration. I actually did um, a program and it's free to all your listeners. You could go to watchyourwords.com and it's a 10 days of a video series. They're about two to three minutes in length that tell you what not to say, why, and what to say instead. 
because mm-hmm. there are certain words and phrases that we use that have a very low level vibration, like words like can't and should and have to and ought to, these type of try and, you know, miss and those kind of words. They have a very low vibration. And when you shift those words that you're saying, you feel better. You don't feel as constricted. You feel more open and expanded. And then more possibilities, more flow can happen. So our words that we say, the thoughts that we think, the perspectives or what we hold in our mind as a picture or a belief, right? The, the, the images that we hold, the feelings, and then the behaviors or what we do. So it's about your uh, words, your thoughts, your perspectives, your feelings, and your actions. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are generating energy off of us all day, every day. If we are thinking and feeling a good vibe, that vibe is going out to the universe. And because law of attraction always matches what we're sending out, we're then drawing more situations, circumstances, events, people, whatever it may be. We're drawing more of that because it's matching our vibration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, you teach that to create outrageous abundance in your career, you first have to become that vibrational match that you're talking about. That If you're the energy of abundance, then you'll draw that in. Yes. And you talk about how if you unwittingly offer an energy of anxiety and frustration, you'll hold an energy that actually blocks that abundance. And I'm I, like, for me, I'm curious, so many of us feel that we anxiety and frustration is just like a daily stress in life. If you're a parent, or um, you work a hectic job or whatever it is. So I'm curious, you talk about how to change the channel, which I loved. I, I love that felt so pragmatic, like so easy to, to do as a visualization um, is I believe what you call changing the channel. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about like when changing the channel, how do we go about doing that without bypassing what's actually going on inside of us? Because if I feel like if we just change that channel, whatever is like at the root of that frustration or anxiety, like it's still probably in there. And then like, for example, with grief, right? Like, especially with the loss of a loved one, or um, just, I feel like grief, there is a lot of gifts in grief. So if we were to bypass some of these emotions, we miss out on some of that expansion too. And it's like, to me, like quantum scale, like all of those emotions are part of being human. So I've had a hard time figuring out like how to change that channel uh, and stay on that a higher vibration without bypassing or missing out on the gifts of the anger or the grief or, you know. I love that you're asking this question because it is an important aspect. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that when I, right after the book was written um, and my work evolves as we all do, right? The council came in and it's about, instead of just changing the channel, like you're saying, it's understanding that if we're already in a state of feeling anxiety or fear or worry or disappointment, we have to process that energy out in order to then feel a certain way. Because like you're saying, it's like if we just put, um, Abraham Hicks has a, a saying that I absolutely love. It's like driving in your car and your gas gauge goes to empty. You don't just put a happy face sticker on it, mm-hmm. right? You're going to still run out of gas, right? You got to pull over and get yourself more gas for the gauge to go back up so you have more gas in the tank. And so it's the same kind of thing with emotions. If we're already angry about something, you know, changing the channel and, and that example that I use in the book, it's like, if you're watching 
you know, a, a, say a horror movie, right? And you don't want to be in that horror place. You want to watch something that's more inspiring, like change the channel, change the picture, change the image inside of your mind. That's the mental body. But if the emotional body is already firing, it's already, you know, vibrating in a place of a lower level emotion, maybe shame or guilt, you want to be able to process the emotions of that and be able to find compassion for yourself. That's a neutralizing emotion. Mm -hmm. Find compassion energy so that you can then come back to neutrality and then go and change the channel. So the, the work that has evolved is really understanding that because everything is energy, and if you're already feeling something, grief or whatever it may be, to really be able to process that emotion. It takes about 90 seconds, honestly, to process the emotions um, of any given emotion. Mm -hmm. And when you process it, then to fill yourself up with compassion, now mm -hmm. you can change the movie. So it's like understanding that the thoughts or the mindset and the emotions, they're interconnected. You know, you can't have one without the other. You can't isolate one without the other. If you're changing the mind, and this is where a lot of mindset coaches, I'm grateful that we have them, but a lot of times they go, don't go deeper into the emotions because mindset's only one of the four bodies. We have our mental body, our emotional body, our physical body, and our energy body. So if we're just changing the pictures here, if we're just changing the thoughts, you know, and we're not changing the emotions, we're not shifting into or letting those negative emotions go, we're going to still be vibrating. So it's, you know, I did that for years in my practice, like, okay, I'm going to think positive, but I was like angry inside. Right. Mm -hmm. And until I really got that, it's like, you know what, feel the emotion, let go of what I'm angry about. Now, automatically the th thoughts change because the energy that you're holding, it, that they're interconnected. So if I'm feeling good, if I'm feeling a good emotion, I'm going to be thinking thoughts that are positive. If I'm feeling negative, I'm going to be thinking thoughts that are negative. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like if you actually get in touch with the anger or the grief or the pain, it actually brings you up the quantum scale into the joy, the pleasure, because they're all messengers. Yes. You see them that way. They're messengers that bring you to the other side. Um, so yeah. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. And I love that you brought up the movie because one thing that was like, Oh my God, mind blowing for me. And it makes sense. I don't know why it was so mind blowing, but you talk about how the fear you feel while watching a movie is no less real to your brain and heart. Um, it triggers all the same emotions and, uh, like, I had never thought about that before, but I started watching scary movies at like age three and I had so much fear in my body, but to, to realize like, oh, my body didn't know that that wasn't real yeah. made so much sense. Yeah. We, we just had that happen a couple months ago. My husband and I was like, we were, every movie we're watching, it seems like it was like, you know, gun to shoot him up, you know, a bunch of people getting killed in the movie and it was a suspenseful and stuff. And both of us were like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And, and I looked at him and I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Like, cause there's not a lot of inspirational movies that were new. And, you know, so the new ones that were coming out were this like, you know, just total dramatic and, you know, very like, Ooh, stressed out and what's going to happen and who's going to come. But, but it's the body, our own body, as we're watching this, we're feeling that stress, you know? And of course, like that's what we're vibrating out. 
Yeah. And it's crazy. Me and my partner were just watching college football. That was it with the kids. And it's just the commercials. It was like every commercial had a scary movie. And I guess it's because it's, we're coming up on Halloween, you know, like, but it was just like, holy cow, like we're yeah. really careful not to watch this stuff, but you're not prepared for it in the commercials. So it was interesting to like feel that jolt right yes. away because we avoid it. It was like, we were so sensitive to it. Jade, it's so great that you have noticed that and then shifted that because that's really huge, you know, to be able to notice within, because it's one thing for me to say that, right? But for you to know, notice that in your own body and notice the difference between watching and not watching and what it's doing for you, um, mm. that's, that's really great. Well, I mean, it's honestly, thank, I'm thankful to your work because that's what woke me up to that, to really start to be really clear with my yeses and nos around what what I will put in front of myself. So thank you. I'm curious, um, can you explain to us what, what is a light body and how do we awaken it? Yes. So we have our, you know, energy body, right? I said we had four different bodies. We don't just have the physical body. We have our mental body, our emotional body. Yes, the physical body, but we also have our energy body. And a lot of times inside of both the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, and the energy body, we have a lot of pain body. And so pain body can look like triggers. It can look like the places where we hold traumas. Um, you know, the best way I like to say it is if you're to walk up to someone and go, hey, how you doing? You know, it, that wouldn't hurt. But if someone has a sunburn and you go, hey, how you doing? It's like, ah, you know, that's, that hurts. So when someone is sensitive to certain triggers, they're more in their pain body than they are in their love body or their light body. So mm -hmm. what the light body is, is really being able to feel and sense light because that's who we really are. Uh, if you really look at what the energy is in between all of the different cells, it's light, it's life. And that light is breathing us. It's, you know, it's digesting our food. It's animating our minds. It's the life force. So when we're tuned in and putting more of our focus and attention on that light, then we're coming more into our light body. It affects our energy. It affects our mind. It affects our emotions and it affects our physical body. So by playing with light, and letting go of the imprints or traumas, the pain body, every time we release a pain body, we are opening up to more of our light body. Mm. Thank you. That was really digestible. I was really familiar with the pain body, but uh, not so much the light body. For some reason for me, when I would hear light body, I thought it was more like um, uh, just, an. I mean, it, I guess it is, but like this enlightened version of you, but I guess that is the same thing a bit. It, it is, but the enlightened version of you already exists right now. Mm -hmm. so, and that's the important thing is that the divine connection that we have, because we're here having this conversation, you know, that the breath that we breathe, that is part of the light body. And so mm -hmm. as we focus more on it and breathe more into that and put more attention on it, it becomes obviously with anything, right? The, the whole thing, what you focus on expands. It's, it's so true in, in that when you're focusing on being light and feeling light and your focus is there, then you have more of that experience. And then you get to know yourself as light instead of just this, you know, bio suit, right? With, with uh, things we have to do and, you know, and, and what's happening within the physical body. There's so much more to us 
as, as you know, as I wrote in the book, you know, mm-hmm. there's the, I mean, the, the 4% of us is who we know ourselves to be, what we think about, what our traumas have been 4% of all the life that we've lived, all the experiences, all the concerts we went to, all the places we've gone on vacation, you know, everything. It's only 4% of who we are. And the 96% is that light, mm. is that energy. Yeah, that makes, yeah, I, I I love, and it was the same in your book. Um, you make everything really, for me, almost like um, there's been books that I've read where it's like, I have to keep rewinding, keep <laughs> rewinding to like try to, and for me, it's almost like, um, and I don't mean like in the way that you explain it, it feels like almost like remedial for me. Like I can easily digest it. Like I can explain this to my children. And I don't mean that in a way of like, it's dumbed down in any way. It's just, there's a really clean articulation. So I'm really thankful for it. Oh, thank you. That, I mean, for me, it's, it's taking all of these very esoteric, you know, we're talking about energy and light and, you know, divine and, but how do you bring that in and utilize it into a practical day-to-day thing. And that's what I love also about the council who I'm the messenger for is that they teach practical tools for everyday life. You know, whether your friend betrays you, what do you do with that? Whether if you're struggling or fighting against money or having stress with money, how do you deal with that? If you're, you know, frustrated with your body, how do you deal with that? And these practical tools and being able to take these very, very broadened, you know, concepts and be, make them digestible. That's what's important because then we know how to master our energy. And when we master our own energy, that's when we master our own lives. I mean, that's what it's really about. It's mastering the four different bodies. And, you know, knowing that it's wonderful because it's like, instead of looking at it's everything outside of us, you know, it's like the government or it's my partner or it's my kids or my parents or what my friends are doing, or I've been my boss or my client and everything has to change. Something has to change in order for me to feel okay to understand that it's like, it's all about the mindset and it's all about the emotions and it's all about where I'm flowing my energy and what I'm vibing. And and I'm either resisting something or I'm expanding with it. And that's all within us. And that's, what's really empowering is that it's not about somebody else. It's about us in relation to that somebody else. And yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful for me. Actually, when I read your book, it was um, years ago and I was with in a different partnership and I was very unhappy, but I was making it all about him. And you um, proposed an exercise that I was going to actually read off at the end of this episode. Once, um, once we let you go as like an ending um, about you asked, like, uh, I can actually scroll down to it. It was, um, so instead of being upset with him, every time he f- frustrates me or isn't showing up a certain way, you invited to write down what you actually do want in a partner, focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want. How would it feel to have that partner? How would being in his presence affect the quality of my behavior, attitude and effort? And how would I show up differently if that was my reality? And that was so powerful for me because um, uh, not only did it bring me into the responsibility of that. I, um, everything is a reflection of my vibration. Like I was showing up in that vibration. And so that's also the vibration I was seeing, but also everything that I wrote down, I feel that when we're, um, 
when we're writing it down and we're coming into the awareness of that and we're um, then becoming an alignment to that, either the partnership expands with us and comes into alignment or it falls away and we step into one that is. And that's what happened for me. But that was a big, that was a big uh, pivoting point for me was realizing like, okay, I, I'm manifesting this. This is, um, I have the power to adjust it. And I did your exercise in surrender of either this will become like this will, we will match each other in this way. Um, or it'll fall away. And I surrender to that and I will bring in what I'm aligning to. So really think. So oh yeah. It's, it's so powerful. I mean, it's still one of the, the, the greatest tools that I think that we can use is that when we're noticing contrast, meaning what we don't want, that we then, instead of pushing against it, which most people do feel stressed about, or they have a negative emotion about it, because mm-hmm. contrast is going to happen. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, there's so much variety of experiences that we have here. When contrast happens, or we're, you know, seeing or noticing a behavior or a quality in someone that we don't like, to ask yourselves, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Why do I want it? And how do I want to feel? It really shifts everything. The, yeah. the why do I want it shifts us off what I don't want. And we're getting our mindset to then focus on something different. So what do I want when most people, even when I, I do this as a coach, right? I'll say, okay, well, what do you want? And they'll go, well, I don't want to gain weight or I don't want to get a divorce. I'm like, it's not what I asked you. What yeah. do you want? But the mind is so entrained in looking at what we don't want that it starts to regurgitate what we don't, more of what we don't want. So getting into the practice of asking yourself, what do I want? It just opens up everything. And then when you take it to the next level with the second question, why do you want it? Mm -hmm. Now you're evoking emotions. Now you're really, Mm. you know, going below, below the surface. Surface is fine, but yet you get to go deeper and really decide why I'm wanting this, mm-hmm. right? Because you might surprise yourself as you ask yourself and list out all the reasons why you want something. And most of the time you get to a feeling and that's the most important thing. Yeah. All of us want whatever we want because we think we're gonna feel a certain way when we get it. So if I make more money, I'll feel. If I get that promotion, I will feel. If I find the love of my life, I'll feel. Mm -hmm. If I have a baby, I will feel. If I get my dream home, I'll feel. We think that we're going to feel something. Mm -hmm. And so what do we want? Why do we want it? How do I want to feel? And -hmm. know that it's not, if I get the job, then I'll feel it, Mm -hmm. right? That feeling, that emotion, that energy, that vibration, that note on that piano, that joy, that freedom, that prosperity, whatever it is, that exists right now. Mm -hmm. And we just have to open up to it and imagine ourselves feeling it, even Mm -hmm. if we've never felt it before. You know, I I wrote about, I know you know this from um, one of the things that I did when I was in a career where I was a pharmaceutical rep, I was making great money, didn't feel much passion and purpose for it. I realized, God, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. Why don't you want to do this anymore? Well, I don't have much passion. I want to have a passion and purpose in what I do, you know, because I'm spending most of my day doing it and I want to still do well financially. Right. But I had no clue what that would be, but mm-hmm. I knew the energy of it. I knew that I wanted to feel passion and purpose. I didn't know what that felt like. So I started to cultivate that. I started to imagine it. I started to take time in my meditations to feel what it would possibly feel like to have passion and purpose. 
and as I started having more of a, uh, it's like a relationship with a new vibration that I never had before. As I started to develop that deeper relationship and started to actually feel it at a cellular level, my first book that came through me. And when that first book, literally, I was woken up at 105 in the morning with the first words, the first sentence, first paragraph, and I had to get up because it was like, who, I don't know who's telling me this, but this is, this is good stuff, right? <laughs> so I got up and started writing and I was writing for hours like I did on that cruise ship, right? Writing for hours. And then I, I ended it, went back to bed. And seven nights in a row, that voice kept waking me up at the same time at 105 in the morning. So it was just following that passion, following that purpose. I got the book published and then friends and family bought it. They were not the ideal reader for this because, you know, I was the, they all thought I was nuts talking yeah. about energy and vibration and all that. And so then I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches. And it was at that time people start, and this is like 20 year, the year 20, 2000, year 2000. Um, and people started asking me to coach them. In my frame of reference, I was like, like a cheerleading coach? Like, what do you yeah. mean coach you, right? Um, and they'd be like, no, like a life coach. And I'm like, what's that? People get paid to do that? What? I mean, just call me on the phone, you know, I'll, I'll help you. And I started helping them with energy and meditations to, you know, open up to their energy and helping them change their thoughts and, you know, visualize something different. And I love the experience of it. And I love that they would call me back and go, oh my God, I met him. Or, oh my God, I just got a raise. I wasn't expecting it. You know, like all these amazing things. And to be the conduit for that, I was like, wow, I love this. This is, I'm so passionate. I feel so on purpose with this. Oh, that's the outer form and outer manifestation of what I was cultivating internally, energetically, because that's how mm -hmm. it works in a vibratory universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that focused on what you want instead of what you don't want, because it does get you to the core desire. And then you're like, okay, my core desire is freedom. I'll embody that. Right. Yes. And I'm curious though, is part of it that someone told me this and I, I couldn't figure out, um, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I couldn't figure out why does the universe only hear positive words. So if you say like, um, uh, I'm asking for this, um, uh, but please don't be rough with me. They don't hear don't, uh, the universe doesn't hear the word don't cause it's like a negative word. And so they, it, does, is that true? It didn't, it makes sense, but not all, not all the way. So me. here, here's, here's what, okay. Cause in the, in the series that I've done, which I said, you can go to watchyourwords.com, right? I tell words and phrases not to say, and, and one of them is don't, it's okay. not about the word. Okay. It's the vibration and the meaning that we give to the word. Mm. And so the, the universe is not paying attention to what we're saying. It's paying attention only to our vibrations. And so someone can make something mean one thing and someone else could mean, make something mean another thing. If one person is making it mean something negative and the other person is making it mean positive and mm -hmm. they're using the same word, right? Then there's going to be a, 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 vibrational resonance with that. So for example, the word budget, I don't like the word budget, never had, it's just, no. you know, and I remember years ago, we were going to go on a cruise ship and my husband comes in my office and he goes, okay, what's our budget for the trip? And I was like, 
Ugh, you just ruined the trip. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to budget. I don't want to be like, oh, I'll have to have the chicken because I went over a budget. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't want, I want to feel free while I'm on vacation. Yeah. So he goes, well, we can't just go and spend all our money. And I always do that voice for my husband. I don't know. Like, and he's like, I don't sound like goofy. Right. But um, mm-hmm. I go, no, of course we, we want to be mindful. And, but I just don't like the word budget. Now somebody mm-hmm. else could use the word budget and feel okay with it. For me, it's like, it's constrictive. So now we use the word allocate. Okay. What would we like mm-hmm. to allocate? And that feels free. It feels choiceful. It feels really good. So it's not about the word, it's the meaning and the vibration that we have underneath the word that we're sending out. Because remember, everything's about vibration and waves. As I am saying something, as I'm saying, ooh, allocate, that feels good to me, I feel free, then I'm going to be matched by that. If I'm saying budget, and I'm like, you know, then there's going to be a lower vibration that comes from that. I love that my partner suggested last week that we start using the word circulate when we spend instead of the word spend, like I'm going to spend this, I'm going to circulate this because then there's this feeling of it coming back and it feels yes. much more um, expansive rather than like I'm losing something. Yes. Um, we, so we, say, we say that in my company, we say the abundance exchange instead of what it costs or what, you know, mm-hmm. we, the abundance exchange of this program is this, because that mm-hmm. is you're, you're getting a, an exchange of a product or a service for mm-hmm. money. And there's an exchange there. Abundance exchange. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited to tell you guys about Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth. Bone broth has been hailed as a healing superfood for centuries. And what makes bone broth so amazing is its collagen content. After the age of 20, we begin producing less collagen every year. And as our production declines, our natural collagen and elastic fibers get looser, meaning fine lines and wrinkles, dry skin, deterioration of healthy joints, brittle hair and nails, and much more. But consuming supplemental collagen, such as in bone broth, can actually stimulate the body to make more of its own collagen. I choose Paleo Valley's bone broth because unlike most bone broths, theirs is not processed with high heat. It's not extracted with harmful chemicals. It's 100% grass-fed and finished from cows never given antibiotics, steroids, or hormones. And something that really sets them apart is that this product is made from bones, not hides. Most companies use the hides because it's cheaper. But when collagen is sourced from the animal's skin, we miss out on all of the extra nutrients and restorative benefits of the bones. The benefits are endless, but a few are that it eases arthritis symptoms and supports joint health, improves skin health and reduces the appearance of wrinkles. It increases hair growth, aids in blood sugar regulation, helps prevent heart disease, supports gut health, helps build muscle mass and boost metabolism, reduces the appearance of cellulite and promotes better sleep. I had been searching for a long time for the most convenient and cost-effective bone broth without sacrificing quality because I knew I wanted it as a staple in my family's daily routine. Paleo Valley's bone broth not only makes it easy to serve my children, but the flavor also makes it exciting for them. Protein in our diet makes all the difference in our moods in this home. And with my daughter being very picky when it comes to protein, this makes it so easy for me to make sure that she's getting enough of that each day. They have the unflavored, which mixes easily in anything, but I am obsessed with their vanilla and chocolate flavors, and so are my kids. I feel so great providing this for my family each morning as we start our day. Head over to paleovalley.com forward slash jade for 15% off your first order. That's paleo valley, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com 
forward slash Jade for 15% off your first order. So I want to apply all of this to uh, my the career area of my life. So um, the two things that you talk about in your book that felt really applicable to my uh, dharma and the path that I've chosen is that you talk about how the career path is a catalyst in realizing your full potential. And for me, desiring to work with women to help them um, reconnect to their bodies, reconnect to their pleasure, to feel safe in their bodies, to merge their sexuality with their spirituality, and to help um, guide men on how to uh, create that safe space for a woman. It's something I'm so passionate about. Um, very much so has it become a catalyst in realizing my full potential. And it, you you talk about how the career that we choose is really like we're seeking to make our love visible. And that feels so true for me here. And that this is how the career expands us. It's a process of expansion that never ends. That feels very true when it comes to like you coaching because we're, um, man, for me, when it comes to, and you also say uh, really quick before I go into that, you say that we will be paid in direct proportion to the value that we deliver according to the marketplace. So I'd love to apply that here. Um, but for me, like the past three years, I've been on this journey around healing my, cause I grew up, I mean, I was a homeless teenager living in a car and I, like had such a fear of homelessness as a single mother. And I can see that that's probably a past life thing or something that's been in my lineage. And it really feels like I'm healing that so thankful for your work and everything, all of the, uh, dispensive practices I've done, all of it. Um, and what's interesting is like, I had two years of making more money than I had ever made in my life in one year, you know, and then it happened two years in a row. Um, and then I, I was feeling so abundant and so expansive and so limitless. And then, um, this year is like the first year that I've really felt like, uh, I've called in sacred union. I've called in like the person that is my aligned match and that is like together we're limitless, you know, together we're unstoppable. And, um, I feel also that I have created so much more harmony in my motherhood and in my parenting. And so those three areas have been, they're the three most important areas for me in life right now. And it feels like, okay, now I'm thriving in my partnership. I'm thriving in my motherhood. And the money just seemed to go away in the midst of those two other areas thriving. So I'm curious, like, and I don't know if, the, if, um, if, uh, I know last time you, you heard from the council on a question that I had around sisterhood wounds, but I'm curious, is it, was it like too much expansion at once or like, what was that? Or how do I, I don't know, do you have anything around, um, something you're sensing intuitively around, um, yes blockages. Okay. <laughs> yes. So whatever, whatever new level we get to, right. So think of it as like, we're here and we have a desire for say a new partner or to be a better mom or to make more money or whatever that thing is that we're wanting to, um, you know, grow into that our desire is whatever is blocking us here, right. To get from here, we have to release so that we can then buoy up to that. Right. And there's always this happening right? Mm -hmm. So at any level that you're at, there's going to be your upper limits. If you want to think of it that way, there's going to be limitations that you're here 
and you want to get here. So as you, and this happens a lot with people, so it's very common that as this part of your life expands and this part of your life expands, it's almost like then there's a shrinking that happens. Mm -hmm. And that's where earlier when I talked about expanding your energy container or energy receivers, energy containers, think of it as you in your own energy field, what you can hold, right? So it's almost like the the mix of the abundance, for example, in your container in the amount that you have, you expanded it here, you expanded it here. So then it shrunk in other areas, it shrunk in the career shrunk in the finances where it expanded over here, right? Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is think of it as instead of still containing this and bringing in more expansion in different areas, feel it expanding. Like, like in all areas Mm. and think of it as there's different energy containers for say money. There's different energy containers for career, for love, for parenting, for, you know, your body, whatever it is, because we are divine designed to have it all. That's one of my other books is the art of having it all. We Mm. are divinely designed to have both all actually love and support, abundance, success, well-being, wholeness, you know, all of that. And we don't have to, it's an idea that if I get this and I have to sacrifice this, right? If I have this, then I can't have enough of this. And so just know it's, it's a matter of really just filling up your energy field and inviting in that abundance of money and not just the abundance of love, right? Or the abundance of, you know, partnership or whatever it may be. It's, it's really feeling yourself expanding in all aspects. And then each of those different buckets being filled too, because in a business, for example, um, you know, you have like the, the business itself has its own energy. It's Mm -hmm. got its own energy being right. And the business will only hold what, the person is holding. So as you are continue, continuing to fill up with abundance and success and imagining that your business, you're wrapping that in gold light, right? You're holding that in success. And that's what the expectation is. That's what the, you know, the joyful expectation is. That's what the having is of that feeling as you're holding that in your container, the business, the money, the relationship, everything is like an overflow. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I went to Boulder Psychic Institute for a couple of years and they talked a lot about the having this bubble. And so I did think like, okay, I have the partner of my dreams and my parent, like my relationship with my children is going so great. Like it does feel like my having this bubble is, it feels like it's like busting at the brim. It's so full. So I love that the idea of expanding it for just making more space. Um, when it comes to, for me, like that, that passion is so strong that I have, uh, that I explained like my Dharma for working with women around this. And I've been really going at it for maybe two or three years. Um, and I pretty much always only have one active client. Do you feel like when it comes to that type of field of coaching and, and entrepreneurship, um, that there tends to be a certain, like a similar blockage? Exactly. So, you know, you're, you've already had evidence that I seem to only have one client, right? So opening up to the expansiveness of what if I had two and what Mm. would that, what would that feel like from an energetic perspective, you know what it feels like to always have one. Mm -hmm. What if you then had two? 
and mm-hmm. feeling that because a lot of times and this is coming through too. Um, a lot of times people think that, well, if I double that, then I'm going to have to work as much. I'm going to have to double the amount of work and I won't have, and I'm going to have to put in as more energy and all that. And that's just a false belief. You could have many more clients and still be able to service them in a way where you're not having to work as much, right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, double the amount kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So as you start to expand the having of that, like what Mm -hmm. it feels like to have two consistent clients and then even expand into three consistent clients and even ask yourself, what, how many would you want? 10, 20 feel the expansiveness and the container holding you know, the, the amount that you want, whether it's 300 or a million or however, and obviously the way that you service them might be different from just one-on-one to maybe group or to do other things. But as you're expanding your energy, then the ideas and the support of how to service them will also help you as well. Like, you know, I had lots of different one-on-one clients when I first started out, um, and then it became, you know, I I still have to work a full-time job, you know, and I'm working at nights and weekends. How could I service all of them? What's the subject that they'd all want to know about? And that's when my very first group coaching program, the abundance principle coaching program came Mm -hmm. through because all of them wanted to learn about abundance. So I put all of them in a group coaching. So it was less time and effort for me Right. And still, I coached some of them one on one after and everything, but it was like they were all in one space. So it was more money and less time in coaching them. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's all about the energy expansion of that. It's like if you're, you're, I've got, and, and it becomes a belief too. Gosh, why is it so difficult for me to get another client? How come it's only just one client I'm getting and not two? How come I don't have more? Right. So then we start to get into that thought frame. And also then it starts to create a belief because you could look at evidence of something and go, gosh, the evidence has always been I've had only one client. And then that becomes a solidified belief. So asking yourself or telling yourself, I choose to believe that I can attract five clients or two clients or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I choose to believe that I have the abundance to be able to provide whatever it is, right? It's like, it's what you choose to believe and what you're choosing to focus on and then putting your focus and attention there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I... I'm remembering something else that you talked about because this area of my life always does have a feeling of urgency. Like I need to figure this out, especially as a mother who has two children responsible for. Um, you, You talk about what is important is seldom urgent and what is urgent is seldom important. So uh, what do we do with that urgency around our desires? Well, let's talk about the urgency because sometimes it's impatience Mm. and that impatience comes from lack Mm. and lack always feels bad, right? Mm -hmm. If you're like, woo, I'm so excited. It's kind of that type of urgency. Like I'm so excited to get going. Like, let's go, right? I have something that I'm starting to do in October and I've been like, yay, let's go, let's go, right? It's, there's excitement about it. It's not like, God, we got to hurry up. Like, when's this going to happen? How come it's taking so, you know, it's a very, very different energy. And when you're coming from that impatience, it's coming from lack. And so it's another way that lack shows up. Now, if you're giving out lack, you're going to get more evidence of lack. 
Mm-hmm. So think of it as like three different buckets, right? So vibrationally, mm-hmm. lack always feels bad. Mm-hmm. And, and if you feel bad in any subject, on any case, you're in lack. Mm-hmm. Then there's the second bucket, if you will. That's why it's the law of sufficiency and abundance. So it's the bucket of sufficiency. So think of it as insufficiency is lack, mm-hmm. sufficiency And then all sufficiency is abundance. So Mm -hmm. the sufficiency is, this is okay for now, looking for what's the positive aspects, because there's always more to do. There's always more to create. There's always more to, right? We, We could look at, well, I need that. Well, then you're in lack right? But if you're coming from a place of, I'm okay right now, I've got a roof over my head, I've got money in the bank account, I've got money to pay the bills, I've got, you know, I've got, I'm not living in my car, right? I've got food to feed my kids and myself. This is enough. This is the doorway into abundance because Mm -hmm. you can't get to abundance from lack. It's too Mm -hmm. much. It's like playing two different keys on their two different sides of the piano keyboard, right? So sufficiency is that doorway. It's why it's sufficiency and the law of sufficiency and abundance. So being where you are and being satisfied or at least content, mm-hmm. finding compassion even for where you are neutralizes you out of feeling bad. All of that, then peace, harmony, fulfillment, satisfaction, you know, being satisfied, finding the positive aspects, being gratitude for in gratitude where you are. Um, compassion is a big one. That's all in the second bucket. Mm-hmm. And then once you're feeling that, then you can move into all sufficiency, which is where you feel freedom and joy and prosperity and luxury and, you know, bliss and excitement and all of those higher vibrations. Yeah, that makes so much sense because every time I go into a meditation or breathwork practice with the intention of stepping into more abundance, the feeling is always like, I already have it even though it may not look like it on paper, like there is this feeling of like, I already have that. Like, look at where I've come from and look at all that I have and all that I'm providing and look at the abundance of love in this home. And so that makes sense because there is this, um, it's like sources aligning me to that energy through what you're talking about. So that's, yeah, that makes so much sense. Thank you. So, um, the, it's pivoting a little bit, but I was curious, um, as one of our last topics, uh, if you could talk to us about the hidden messages of water that you write about, because I thought it was so cool. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's the work of um, Emoto and it's actually a book called the hidden messages of water. And so I'd recommend like, you know, doing um, going to get in that book or learning more about that, but in his studies and what it shows um, from his research is that, that when you are sending negative thoughts to say water, or positive thoughts to water, the water crystallizes and forms and changes based on the energy that you're giving it. So they did lots of research on plants and they would have people like yell and scream at plants or they would, you know, send love and compassion to the plants. And the ones that were getting the, you know, negative energy obviously withered and died. And the ones that were giving the positive energy were flourishing. And so as they started looking at um, the crystals of 
of water under the microscope, they could see that they were really deformed and they were dark, you know, when they were being given um, negative energy and that they were looked like beautiful snowflakes, you know, when they were given positive energy. And so for, for that, just to know when you are drinking water, right? So like, for example, I have my, my bottle of water right here and on my bottle of water, I have good vibes, love, you've got this, you know, just different messages I can and I will, because the words and the meaning that we give to those words, they have a vibrational effect. Mm -hmm. So even just blessing your water before you drink it, Mm -hmm. intending that your water be abundant water or writing a word, you know, you could even take a sticky note. Um, you could take your bottle of water and, you know, say, take a book and put your, put your bottle of water on a book mm-hmm. and a positive book that is uplifting. And all of that energy seeps into the water so that when you're drinking it in, you're drinking in that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it also, it's like, you think about too, how we are majority water. So think about the words that we're speaking to each other and how, you know, that how that affects us. So I really love that. And there's, I think it was Ikea did a video. uh, It was like an anti-bullying video where they showed a plant in a high school that was being bullied and a plant that was being loved and the the, uh, different ways they were affected. It was really powerful. So when you think about the way that we talk to just even ourselves and our bodies, Mm -hmm. our bodies are listening to what we say to it. And of course, Mm -hmm. it's all about vibration. Of course, those words carry a vibration as all consciousness does. And so if we're saying thank you to our bodies and thank you for what you're doing, I love you. I appreciate you. You know, then our cells are opening up and we're expanding. But if we're like, Oh, you're so this, you're so not enough, you you know, then, then the energy makes us constrict and it causes stress in the body. And, you know, it, it, we don't feel good. So, and put it this way, that the shortest, um, shortest thing I can say about the work that I do is that if you're feeling good, you're in alignment with abundance. If you're Mm -hmm. feeling bad, you're in alignment with lack. Mm. And you know, the words that we say have an effect on how we feel. Mm -hmm. So speak what you want into existence because they really are, you know, the words that carry vibrations and Mm -hmm. they, they become like, it's like our words are wands. I mean, in the, in the Bible, it said in the beginning, there was the word. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's, I, I don't know if you say this in your book, but I I hear it all the time. Like we say, we spell words, you know, like we're, we're casting spells with casting words. spells. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I end every show with a lightning round of three quick questions, but I'm curious before that, I don't know if, if, um, the council is always available. So it's totally okay if this is not, mm-hmm. um, but if, if, um, there were any messages around anything that we talked about specific to my life when it, whether it's the career or partnership or motherhood or, having this, anything that wants to come through possibly if anything was there? Well, normally I would go channel them and I could, but they're just talking to me already. So it's, you know, to, to really focus on what you want and how you want to feel and feel yourself expanding into the container like we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. because that is the biggest thing. The moment you go into, I don't have enough money, Mm -hmm. Focus on what do I want? I want enough money. What's enough money? 
like be specific, right? I want to make an extra, I don't know, $10,000 a month or $5,000 a month, right? That's all like relative, right? Subjective, but whatever, whatever is that more money, I want to make X amount of money more per month. Why? Why do I want that? Mm-hmm. Well, because I want to feel more stable. I want to feel more secure. I want to feel more free. It's all in the words, right? So mm-hmm. then bring that into the practice as you're focusing on when you don't have enough of something, then bringing in that energy of what it feels like to have enough, right? Mm-hmm. And remember that compassion is the neutralizer. So when you are feeling down or low or pushing against something or feeling stressed against something, to let yourself just feel that compassion energy that will neutralize you because when you're feeling compassion, you can't feel judgment and criticism. Mm -hmm. When you're feeling compassion, you can't, you're not in lack Mm -hmm. and we can't hold, you know, more than one thought or vibration at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, our minds can go positive, negative, positive, negative, but they're not doing positive and negative at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the the more you kind of direct your ship towards the positive of what you want and why you want it and how you want to feel and continuing to tune in that that dial, right? Changing Mm -hmm. the, the channel on seeing yourself in the future and now having what you want, living what you want, you know? It's, it's, and think about it. Most of us, what we want is just slightly a variant and it's just that gap because we don't have it. Mm. And so instead of filling that gap with lack and, and noticing that we don't have it, you know, having that projection forward of what it feels like to fill that gap from now to, we do have it with positive energy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. so much. Okay, so there the few short questions uh, that we end the show with. The first one is, if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? I love you. Like, it's you're just awesome. You're so loved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how many of us weren't talked to that way. It's like the norm now, but yeah. most of us, th- there wasn't the time taken for that. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Ooh, The Desire Factor. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that's my latest book, The Desire Factor. This is the one, yep, this is the one that's um, channeled from the count. All of them are channeled, but um, they they were really specific in this book because it's the seven different principles that have make manifestations happen. And so it's like how energy sets up. And Mm -hmm. as you, and it's kind of like a padlock that, you know, you go in a certain order. So like, you know, some of the principles like having we talked about, um, or surrender, right? People are doing them in different orders. And it's like energy builds, 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 and then it pops through. And so that's, these are the the seven principles that literally build the energy into a manifestation. So it's like a padlock. If you get the numbers, you know, incorrect, if they're not Mm -hmm. in the right order, it doesn't open. And mm. so it's, it's a very, very powerful book on manifestation. Okay. That'll be my next read. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've done quantum success a couple of times. So I'm excited to, to do this one. If you'll, you could, you'll love the desire factor if you yeah? love quantum success. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? You are loved. Mm. And lastly, how can people connect with you? Um, how can they, if they want to coach with you or if they want to follow you on Instagram, how can they do that? 
So you can go to christywhitman.com. I always have the latest and greatest of what's coming up. Um, I would recommend going to watchyourwords.com because then you get that free uh, video program. It's a 10-day program. It's very, very powerful, very, very eye-opening. Um, and it will really, really shift things for you. So watchyourwords.com, christywhitman.com. And I'm on Instagram. I'm, you can Google me, but it's Christy Whitman and the number one for Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, uh, thank you. Not only for your, just being um, an open channel to create these books because they really, I mean, I'm telling you how much they've changed my life, but imagine how many people don't have access to even let you know. So I'm sure there's just so many. And then just, you know, the impact you had on me in our previous interview, I think the, the council had said something around um, like I had grown up with some jealousy. I had taken on a lot of um, energy from younger young girls around me being jealous of me. And what what came from that was realizing how much I would diminish myself to keep yes. that happening. So I'm really thankful that you brought that into my awareness. It changed it changed a lot for me. So just so thankful for your work and the the open channel that you've said yes to. Thank you so much, Jade. Appreciate yes. you. Appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate I appreciate your willingness to shift your life so that you can be such an influence for others. Mm. Truly a great example and role model. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, you guys. Oh, that was a very, for some reason, I, I'm remembering the last interview as being so different. Like this one felt, um, I don't know, I think before I was so unfamiliar with her type of work. And so I was, it wasn't that I was suspicious. I just was like really trying to figure it out and like really like analytical about it. And, um, now it feels so much more of, um, like a, it feels like more in my body in the conversation. So it was really beautiful to be able to have this conversation now. And I've spoken before about this, but it's, I love interviewing people for a second time years apart because it, it shows me how far, uh, you know, certain areas of my life have expanded and grown and, um, and them too, like, like she said, you know, she felt differently about, um, how to process those emotions that are considered lower on the scale. Like it's, it's really nice to see how people have grown in their work as well. So really loved interviewing her today. Don't forget to, um, I'm going to check out that. Um, I think she called it watchyourwords.com. I'll put it in the show notes. And then also in the show notes, you'll see my site jade-brice.com for any uh, coaching or workshops that I'm currently holding. Underneath that, you'll see paleovalley.com forward slash jade. Right before this interview, I had a um, one of their superfoods bar, which has bone broth and collagen in it. And then I had a meat stick, which is like those two things together were all I needed for after my workout to be able to be on for this interview and they're delicious. It truly feels like a treat when I'm, when I'm having their stuff. And I don't typically like jerky sticks. Like I've always been like, that is like the last snack I would choose. Cause I just don't like, like they're, they're always dry. And, um, this, th these meat sticks are so juicy. Like literally when you open the wrapper, it's like, uh, it's, there's juice, <laughs> there's juice in the wrapper. That's how, uh, that's how juicy and, and, uh, just, oh, and they're fermented. Like that might have something to do with it, but they're, oh, they're my favorite. I love them, you guys. And they're, um, they're at paleovalley.com forward slash Jade. We'll get you 15% off your first order underneath that site. There is a site, uh, a link for gene keys. That link will send you to the dream arc. 
uh, this is all in the show notes. So if you're looking at the podcast that you're listening to right now, you'll just scroll up and you'll see a bunch of links. So underneath that is the Gene Keys. If you click on that, it'll take you to their dream site. But using that link to go to any of their um, courses, this show will get a small cut. So that's a way you can um, support the show. Underneath that is Wands, W-A-A-N-D-S. I get all my pleasure wands and yoni eggs from them, beautiful altar items and just beautiful tools. Um, everyone that works with me ends up using these. I teach how to use them to dearmor the cervix, to strengthen the pelvic core, to have better orgasms. And the last affiliate is higher dose, all things infrared. My favorite thing from them is the sauna blanket because uh, I can use the sauna without damaging my hair because it's just a blanket. Your head is not in it. So uh, the sauna I mean, my hair breaks off at the ends when I use the sauna every day. So the blanket is awesome. They also have a grounding mat and an infrared face mask that I love. And they just came out with one for your chest, which is really cool. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much if you'd leave a review, share an episode with a friend. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.